How did you do it again? You threw me off. Dude, that was so good. I was like, that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Radio coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington. My name is Lestro, and with me, as always, is the Guru. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know how this goes. We're here to talk a little trash on the week's worth of sports. I don't know anybody except the Guru, and the Guru knows all. Man, I know just a little something something, man. Just a little something, man. Guru, it is episode number 94, and we've got another big show. Week 3 in the NFL was ruled by backups, with Daniel Jones and Gardner Minshew II leading the way. Is the value of the backup going up? Plus, Baker and the Browns took an L at home. Is it getting hot in that kitchen? The Chiefs hold on, but is Baltimore the new scary team to face? Then, it's our week four preview as we've got a battle of the undefeated AFC East teams. The next level Chiefs take on the surprising Lions, the Vikes and Bears go at it, and the Cowboys have their first real competent opponent in the Saints. Plus, we've got the Almanac's College check-in, Guru's call-outs and shout-outs, that's with Ben. You know we got a two-minute drill. Guru! Episode number 94. Let's roll. How you doing, man? It's good to see you. Man, major turbulence. Man, major turbulence. Not my fault this time. You're the one causing the... Yeah, air. it was your fault. It was the reason you caused the other cause. Cause always, and effect. Always, always my fault, man. How you doing? Man, I am living the dream. Don't you pinch me, man. Don't you pinch me. How was that? How was your weekend of football? Was it a, a good one for you? It was a go-go-go-go-go-go-go from, from one of my best cereal and the best brand, the best commercial ever made. Go-go-go-go-go-go-go-great! Mine was not, obviously, as an Eagles fan. Did not go the way I had hoped. Uh, spotted, the, uh, spotted the Lions too many points. Could not come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Took uh, another L. But, hey, we'll get to that in the show because we got a big show here uh, to go into. And they are not even on the on the main list, really, uh, until we get into it. Uh, we got to talk about uh, this was the week of the backup uh, in the NFL. The backup showed up in, in week three. There were like seven backup quarterbacks uh, starting games this week in the NFL. And there were wins out of, out of Jones, Minshew, Bridgewater, Brissett, and Allen. That's five of them. All brought home wins. Uh, uh, Jones is the new starter, though. He's not even a backup anymore. He's uh, he's the new starter in there, and we will get to him because he is a it's a hell of a game for a Giants quarterback uh, coming out. But with Minshew and, and, and Bridgewater, uh, these are guys paid to back up, getting the win. Uh, Minshew looks like the real deal, though, here, Guru, in Jacksonville. God, nah, Minshew, man, coming from the crazy Mike Leach situation man one of those air raid quarterbacks one of those air raid he even looked like he got a mike leach personality he looks like eastern washington doesn't he that kid that kid looks like uh looks like he went to wazoo absolutely don't i gotta mention this he's a former pirate the guru is a former pirate alumni of the ecu purple and gold that's where his foundation but Washington State is where he got his little, little mustache. The mustache. The Washington State's going. where he got his little mustache. The going. mustache rag. But you know what, man? He's just a nice blend. The kid, the kid could play. Yeah. You know, from what I saw the Thursday night game, the kid could play, man. The kid could put the ball. Obviously, coming from a passing situations, and he been in a. He's a. He he knows how to pass the ball. He comes from a passing um, foundation. Yes. From his, pass his, first. Pass Aaron. first. That's it. So I'm not surprised because when he do pass the ball, he's more comfortable. That's his comfort zone. So, um, and, and he's not scared to fail. That's one thing I do see. And he's not, he's, he's not, he don't have that happy feet like Mitch. He's comfortable. You know, that's just, just having repetition. He has repetition in college. You know, he was there for a few years, a graduate guy, a four-year guy. So you get to, you get to see the comfort in him in the pocket as far as, 
when he's dead to pass the ball. So you always talk about the importance of that. Guys that stay in college for that, that extra year. Make sure they're there for three, four years so you, you get to see them over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just quarterbacks, the, the repetition. And the more repetition, that's when you see the defense and how they play you. And that's how you see how good a quarterback is because then the quarterback got to count on that person. That's why Deshaun Watson, you know, it was a shocker. He wasn't the first overall pick in that draft because he went against Nick Saban, Alabama's freaking defense, and he gave him work. He gave him work, and you've seen it for many. I mean, Alabama knew the next year was going to be him and Deshaun, and he still gave him work. He still gave him work. So, uh, repetition. When you guys guys play only 12 games, 14 games, Demarc Sanchez, you know, guys like that, you don't really get uh, enough data to get a great projection of or trajectory of how they're going to be in the next level. Now, Minshew uh, was not projected to be anybody's pick here in, in, the, in the NFL. He's like a six-round pick. Uh, storming the gates, though, getting his first win, uh, 20 for 30, 204 yards and uh, two touchdowns in Jacksonville's uh, first win of the year, uh, 20 uh, to 7 uh, over Tennessee. We got big wins from, from other backups, though. Uh, Bridgewater, for example, picked up a win against the Seahawks. On the other hand, he now he's the highest paid. Actually, let me before, before we go back to Minshew, he took over for a backup who's now a starter uh, with, with Foles. I guess you got to play Foles, but is could Minshew be the guy in Jacksonville? Absolutely, absolutely not over the Nick Foles. Not it over Foles. Be, it will be ironic. That would be some type be of great, great right? story. That would be a great right away, right? Nick would probably just laugh at that. You know what would happen? He would go right back to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles uh, doing what he does best is the backup quarterback. This is a guy uh, as a backup has won a Super Bowl. Didn't win a Super Bowl as a starter. Won it as a backup, uh, and that's uh, make him your backup uh, at the highest paid backup. You know it makes sense to me. Uh, but the highest paid backup is actually Teddy Bridgewater, who I was mentioning before, who is in no danger of taking over for Drew Brees, but did hang in for a win this week. Does he make you think the Saints can hang on? See, it's a different type of situation, and when you have a different, when you have a different type of backups, you know, like New Orleans have aspiration of winning the Super Bowl, so that means that you have contingency plan after contingency plan. So you have a vet, a proven vet, who have led his team to a playoff. You know, what I'm saying, and a field goal missed away from a playoff victory. So now you have a guy that's productive in the league, that have experience in the league. So just in case something happens to your legend quarterback, like what just happened to Drew Brees, you can feel comfortable that you have a guy that's competent enough, that's been around the league, that's seen the type of defenses that's going to be thrown at him, and he's not going to be rattled. It's not going to be his first rodeo, like my man, Diesel said. Diesel agrees uh, uh, wholeheartedly with, with that one, Guru. Now, Guru, one of the guys I unfairly threw in that list, kind of like Daniel Jones, because he's actually the starter, is, uh, is Jacoby Brissett, who was a, a backup un, uh, until Andrew Luck left at the beginning of the year. Seems to be uh, settling in there in Indianapolis. They haven't seemed to really miss a beat. This is a pretty good team. Absolutely. This team is well built, man. Chris Ballard, the GM, have a great, great um, set of team right there. Like he, The team is built differently right now. You know, they're not built like reliant on the quarterback, like or they're not Andrew Luck reliant as they used to be, remember? So that's why they're highly, highly, highly good, talented as far as the defensive side of the ball. And obviously I I, I read about the offensive line of that team, uh, that unit, and I think and I predict that Marlon Mack, their running back, because of, due to the um, offensive line, I believe he will, you know, lead the league in rushing this year. And he's up there making me look good. So there's a <laughs> lot of things that's going well. Obviously, you have a, a savvy vet like a T.Y. Hilton, the savvy, savvy vet. You know, obviously, you have weapons everywhere. And, that, and just what I told just earlier, just like what New Orleans did, when you have an organization that's very competent, you do make contingency plans. And depending on your on what you your your high level of contingency, you know you need a nice veteran quarterback in case something happened for the unforeseen, like 
you obviously Drew Brees, and then the oh, crazy unforeseen right. like Andrew Luck. You, you don't expect Andrew Luck to go, but it is, an, it is a thing where there's a sudden need for your backup to come in, and you need someone competent to do that. Exactly. And, you know, you think teams would learn when, when Foles won that Super Bowl that it was... Uh, you want to get that type of savvy bet, but other teams get, you know, young guys to follow them. Like, for, his, for example... You imagine if the Pittsburgh Steelers, a competent organization, well, they should have, instead of a Mason Rudolph, they would you know, imagine if they would have a, a veteran type uh, backup quarterback, you know, that would have made the season a very still a competitive season. Yeah, Bridgewater's on that team. It's a, it's a different discussion, uh, but it, they don't seem to be. That, that was not one of the uh, the backup quarterbacks we mentioned as being a winner. Let's uh, just put it that way. Uh, okay, so. Uh, what else do we need to talk about here on this week? Uh, oh, we didn't talk really about Daniel Jones. Uh, uh, we, we glossed over him right there to get to the actual backups because he's the starter now in New York. Looks like we all may have been wrong. Could, could the Giants have been right about Daniel Jones, Guru? Look at Dave Gettleman saying, yeah, I tell you, I'm the greatest GM in the world, I, man. I got Danny J with the sixth pick, and I got a steal. That's what he what? looks like right now, right? Yeah, no one has any idea, and they they pull this guy way early, uh, and, and you know he looked this weekend at least hey, he, like the guy. He looks the part. Yeah, looks and the I part you, is exactly Dan, right. Daniel Jones is going to be a very successful quarterback. Like led the uh, led the Giants in a huge comeback win uh, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, come back to win this game in the second half, thirty two thirty one, without Saquon Barkley, who missed almost the entire second half of this game. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, 336 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 23 at 36, ran uh, in two touchdowns as well. So it just, is he the real deal here? Were we wrong? And the thing is, I'm not even looking at the stats. I know, know? you're not a stats guy. I'm just straight to analytics. And what my analytics saw is another guy, another thing, a guy that's played a lot of football, you know, prior to coming to this league, a guy that's been coached, well prior to coming to this league and all that translate especially if you have the intangibles the ability which he has just looking at him Jesus he's comfortable in the pocket he's comfortable you know underneath the center he's comfortable at shotgun he's comfortable they were down by 18 and he and he stayed calm and I love that because Todd Bowles is a hell of a defensive coordinator and he threw stuff at him but the kid just kept playing and playing and stick to the script and when in, when you know there's an 80 20 rule 80 percent of the time what the coach says happens but for that 20 <laughs> percent when you know what that that's what he made those play with the run especially the winning game winning touchdown because that wasn't a call play is that one of those 20 percent when that it when you have a guy that has that it factor you like wow and the analytics showed me this guy got an it factor about him. It's so it's just the picture the picturesque of the thing because you saw their glory glorified running back you know running through the field you know when his crutch is humble. Did you see that 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 video? Like when the game yeah, was over, when he was, was trying to get over, over there, there. So, yeah. and you, it's like they won the Super Bowl. The atmosphere was so euphoric, and you could just see that. He had a start written all over him in Gotham. I got so many points out of Mike Evans uh, in that game on my fantasy team that when I saw the score, I was blown away that the Giants had, had, had come back to, to win that game. This makes the Giants sort of a fun team to watch. You know, I still don't think they're going to be a threat this year, if you will, but but who knows, man? Any given Sunday, they catch fire. This kid goes, uh, Saquon comes back. Uh, going to get... Uh, uh, should be a pass this weekend as they uh, they they welcome Washington uh, into the swamps of, of Jersey. Uh, that, hey man, we ain't gonna go that far, man. That, that, that shouldn't be a too we tough a game. We ain't that far, man. It's gonna be a knockdown dragout, man. We, 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 that's a flip of a coin, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's a it's big. It's the coin. battle of the two worst corners in the league: Jack Rabbit and freaking Josh Norman, man. <laughs> But then the next two weeks, they take on the Vikings and then the the Patriots, uh, and that uh, we'll get to see oh, actually what, see what, what Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones can do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely gonna see with Daniel Jones. We gonna we gonna expect the growing pains, man. Come on, Lester. I know you used to watch the grown pains, man. I you know what I I, I love the grown pains, man. Uh, that's uh, was that uh, that's the Seavers is the growing pains. Yeah, man. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Kirk Cameron. Uh, so uh. The uh, 
Speaking of growing pains, the the team that's actually got the growing pains this season is the the Cleveland Browns. A highly touted coming in, big favorites. I laughed hysterically at at their first uh, uh the first game when they lost. They picked up a win against the Jets, but uh, it's kind of like playing the Dolphins. I'm not sure if it counts. Uh, and then. Uh, this week, uh, another L for the Rams. Now, it's another L for the Browns. Uh, now, it is the Rams, but it's a home loss on a team that's expected to do well. Guru, this is not good. It's not definitely good, man. Whatever they're cooking in that kitchen, it definitely don't smell good no, right man. now. No, man. You know, they, they, they <laughs> could definitely... I don't, I don't believe in the chef. <laughs> but they definitely have a... T- they, they, they could still... They're too talented... To go down to this this way, in a sense, the schedule guards didn't do them any favor uh, as far as their schedule, right? Yeah, they didn't give them any favor. They're playing some high level teams right now, man. They're playing some high level teams, and they're in this situation where they're playing those high level teams early, when those guys are still figuring out how to get to play with each other and how Freddie Kitchens really uh, adjust. As Hang coach. on a second. We're talking high-level teams. They lost. Uh, they lost to the Titans. Uh, is the other team they lost to? That's they're a very competitive team. Uh, yeah, they but... went to the playoff for what two of the past three years. They're very. They're competitive team. <laughs> <laughs> they're a playoff team. But no, they're not the Rams, though. Now, okay. the, the worry in this Rams game, though, is not necessarily just uh, the loss. I mean, they got the they Ravens look terrible. now, and they got the Chargers next. So it's a high-level opening weeks. I'm okay, coming up, that's one. true. Yeah. Tough weeks to, to go here uh, going forward. But uh, is, is, is it already uh, too hot? Is it already getting hot in the kitchen, uh, or is this – or is Obviously. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield got called. Uh, what, what did Rex Brown call him this week? Overwhelmingly average or something? Uh, <laughs> just uh, shit all over Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was 195 yards, uh, one touchdown, one interception, 18 of 36. Uh, called him overrated as hell. That's what he called him. Overrated as hell. Uh, it's, it's, it's the growing pains. <clears throat> Obviously, like I said, with that type of offense, they're too talented. And they... The offensive line is the offensive line is horrendous, and they're going against talented, talented defensive line, man. The offensive line is horrendous, and at the end of the day, is is the system Freddie Kitchens come from, man? You know what I'm saying? He is the system he comes from. He comes from that Tom Moore. He comes from that uh, um, your boy. What's his name over there in Tampa, man? I keep always forget his name. The head coach, man, Bruce Arians. Oh, he comes that's from not that my Bruce, boy. Yeah, he comes from the Bruce Arians, tomorrow type of coaching. So with that, that's why said, I was confused. So with that said, those guys they like they they basically like chunk plays. They like the deep throws. They like throws that got to take a long time to organize and which take place down the field about 20, 20, 30 yards down the field. They like to take deep shots and that means the quarterback got to hold on to the ball for those players to develop. So the situation the Browns are having is that's not working because the offensive line is not, they don't have the capability to last that long to have those deep routes develop and they're getting killed right now. That's Freddie where Freddie Kitchens comes from. He got to learn how to sprinkle his own mix in it because, you know, Bruce Arians and those guys, their quarterbacks were 6'5", the Carson Palmers and those guys. They were big, big band. They were 6'5", 230-pound quarterback who could take a five- and seven-step drops and take the hits and still throw the ball, but not a 5'11", or 6'0", whatever you want to call him, Baker Mayfield. He don't have the same girth or mass like those guys to take a five to seven drop step in the league and how those guys develop with the type of offensive line they have right now. So uh, should we be should we be concerned about their chance of making the playoffs? They were they were talked about this. They were a big hype team. Are you? Uh, yeah, because it should be. You know, because them Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the team that nobody ever talk about. All right, we'll get to them. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to them. Okay, so uh, one more from this uh, One more from this past week is is uh, the Chiefs. This was the big game going in was the uh, the Chiefs-Ravens that we talked about being sort of a, a preview of things to come and things to watch. It, it kind of went uh, how I suspected the, the, the Chiefs won, but kept it close uh, on this game. I, I, the Baltimore looked scary to me, but I got to tell you, man, watching this game, 
I texted you during the game. I said the Chiefs are playing in a different league. In the first half of this game, they were doing anything they wanted. This That's a scary-looking offense when everything starts to click. Looked like they got bored, and that's one of the reasons the Ravens came back on it. But that's that's a good defense over there in Baltimore, and, and it didn't look to me like Mahomes was having any problems picking it apart. <laughs> That defense is still coming along. And and what I like about that game, yes, the Chiefs did exactly what they were supposed to do. It was a home opener. You know, obviously they've seen no the opponent they'll face before. So there's some type of familiarity there. So it's not anything, even though it's a different side in the conference, if it's, a, it's somebody else in the division, but I, 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 they were prepared for him. Andy Reid is going to prepare for the home. But I like the Ravens, how – they withstood a lot of the, the you know, the, the the haymakers the Chiefs were throwing. And they still – Yeah, they hung in. They hung in there. They hung in there. Um, they kept playing tough. They came they back, in fact. They made it a game at, at the end. Absolutely. They made it – the, the Ravens organization are always going to fight to the end. You know, there's, there's certain guys, you know, Lamar Jackson is proving that, that he's going to fight till it, it goes to zero. So they're never out of this situation, never out of a game at all. And I think – the, the Chiefs' defense is still a struggle, man. The secondary is still suspect, man. There was a lot of, there was a couple of fluke deep balls, like just one on one, like one of those 80 20 plays I tell you about. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the Chiefs guys did not make the plays. You know, the Ravens guys came up with those plays. So I'm kind of, I, I, I like the Chiefs. Obviously, you it's going to be hard to outscore. Just plain and simple. It's going to be. Freaking hard to outscore them, and I can't wait because until December, January comes, you know that's when we really see what this chief is all about. Yeah, and that's when uh, Andy Reid starts to really come into play in my mind. As we always say, it's it's uh, what what is it? Is it September? We're betting on Andy Reid, right? That's a absolutely fuck it up in the end. All right, so let's turn to a week four preview because of course we're going long talking about all this stuff. I get into the NFL, and we just talk forever. So let's move ahead uh, quickly with week four. You mentioned them briefly. I want to talk about the battle of the undefeated AFC East teams as the uh, uh, the undefeated and, and surging Buffalo Bills. Take on the New England Patriots, the the not as surprisingly uh, undefeated. Yeah, man, the the team of Canada, baby, the Buffalo Bills. Out there in Western New York, the Bills Mafia. Shout out to uh, shout out to, to Johnny Cab, my my boy up there. Uh, they got another win this week, twenty one seventeen over the Bengals. Uh, the, the Bills are three and oh, Guru, can I get excited? Oh my gosh, hell yeah, you could get excited, man, off the Bills. The Bills are doing their thing, man. But you know what? You know who's coming? What's the a, Bill Collectors coming in town this week. The yeah. Bill Collectors. They've been collecting coming. them for 20 years. They've been collecting uh, wins in Buffalo as the Patriots uh, come to town yet again. Uh, but it, obviously, this is a real challenge uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Do you think they stand a chance? Let's Absolutely. start with this. Absolutely. One thing they do is the, the Bills with McDermott, they're gonna play hard. I love this. I love their culture to develop over there. You know, obviously with that whole Peter Man and Tyrod Taylor, it looked like McDermott made a little bit of. You know, he made it. He, he looked made like up a fool, that. is what he you looked know, like. He looked like a fool, but you know, I could see anybody could be a fool at once or two times, man. That's all Come right in on, life. As man. a man, we all played the fool once time. You know, everybody plays a fool. <laughs> One time, so we all know it happens. So, so he, he played the football. He 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 learned from his foolery. So I'm I'm happy with what's going on. But one thing about McDermott, he always another, have, another young quarterback too, uh, uh, stepping it up there. Oh, don't have a prayer. Don't have a prayer against Bill Belichick. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the question. Absolutely. Not a chance this don't week. Have a, don't have a prayer. But I just said they're gonna play hard, strong, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a more competitive. Even though the score is gonna be a beatdown, but it's gonna be a competitive beatdown. It's a competitive beatdown. Mm-hmm. I like what a, a good loss, if if you will. Absolutely. Uh, uh, what do they call those? A uh, uh, moral victory. It'd be a moral victory uh, for the Bills to hang the, into yeah, this game. The millennial man. Bills after this have uh, have the Titans and then the Dolphins and then the Eagles. Uh, the Titans and the Dolphins are winnable games for them as well. The Dolphins especially. That's you pick up a win on that. Yeah, man. Uh, Bills I, got a shot at this. Bills, Bills. I, I, Playoffs. I mean. Oh yeah. I mean. I predict them coming and finishing eight in there because AFC East is one of the worst division in football. 
historically. Uh, this is going to be a historically one of the worst. Uh, the only reason why two teams won't go 0-16 is because they play each other. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 let me just put it like that. Oh, that's rough. All right. Uh, another game here that I want to talk about is uh, Chiefs-Lions. This is uh, the Chiefs we just talked about. The Lions actually a surprising uh, team coming in after a win over, over Philly. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about this. Uh, can the Lions stand up to Mahomes? Or are they? Could this be an, another upset? Upset up? Nah, man. The Chiefs wouldn't come some Pepmobismo, man. So that upset stomach ain't coming out over here. The Pepmo Bismol is right on the plane. They ain't worried about that. Uh, they're playing in the dome, and you know they're playing in the fast surface. And I believe that game is before Halloween, right? Probably. Yeah, okay, then. So that means Handy Reed's going to win. <laughs> and there it is. Easy enough. Uh, all right. So Vikings-Bears, this is a, a, a matchup uh, of two teams. This is the battle of the underwhelming as far as I'm concerned. This is the, the underwhelming quarterbacks versus the underwhelming quarterback as Happy Feet Mitch Trubixie takes on your former cousin, Kirk Cousins, uh, in, in this game. That said, this is a huge game in the NFC North. They're still Both these teams are 2-1. and one. Both these teams still making a run. It's a huge game. I, I think this is the uh, uh, the early elimination game. Yeah, playoff implications. I'm talking about this is what I love about the NFL. It's only week four, week and we're four. like elimination game. The loser of this game, mark the guru's word, the loser of this game will come last in that division. That's it. That's what you're saying. That's, will the, come last in that division. that's the one that's out. Loser that's of this the, game. The loser of this game will come last in this division. And the damn Vikings, that damn cousins, that damn that, uh, It has to be Trubisky's gotta be the loser of this it, game, right? Trubisky better be the loser. That's just because be. just because, man, you know what they say, man. You know, blood is thicker than water, man. I know, you're, off the, you're off the cousin's train, but yeah, still. Bro. All right, one more here is uh, the 3-0 Cowboys against the uh, the Saints. And the question about the Cowboys is they've played garbage so far this season. Are they are they worthy of this 3-0? Are they really this good? And 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 is Bridgewater enough to keep, sustain the, the Saints against the Cowboys? Yeah, I think Bridgewater is enough to sustain the Saints versus the Cowboys. I, I like the way you're talking, you know, my I, man. Absolutely. You guys want to know about the guru and everybody knows he hates the Cowboys. Absolutely. And also the Cowboys do have every personnel, everything they need that requires on hand to defeat the New Orleans Saints. But in this case, this is a revenge game for Sean Payton and company after the, the, the let down, the debacle in Big D last year. You know, after the 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 debacle in Big D, you know what? Is Sean it? Payton and the best backup right now, you know, in football. Because the highest paid anyway. The best backup right now in football. I'm finna say that. Teddy Bridgewater, the best backup, man. Sorry, Tyrod Taylor. I know you over there. <laughs> I know you hear me, man, but you still ain't playing. Sorry, so. sorry Kyle Allen. Yeah, Carl, yeah, sorry all about that, but um, Teddy Bridgewater and company. Teddy Bridgewater is as good as Dak Prescott. Let's just keep <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's a great take. So I expect the New Orleans Saints really – I think this is going to be the uh, upset special. Dak Prescott is the, this the, is the, my, the new this Teddy is, Bridgewater. This is my upset special right here. Is your, are you taking the Saints? I'm taking the Saints on this one, man. And I love no it. there's no emotion in this, man. It's straight up iolytics, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, iolytics. No emotion. So one thing you guys going to know about the guru and everybody knows, he hates the Cowboys. <laughs> no emotion at all in that. All right. So that is our week four preview. Back uh, next week to see how that all worked out. I'm sure we'll talk about most of those games, most of those teams. Uh, but for now, let's turn our attention to the college game and uh, and spend a few minutes with our man, the Almanac, for the uh, the campus check-in. As as uh, as we talk to him about the uh, the college football games of the week, uh, his dogs of the week, and of course the Almanac poll top ten. Almanac, what do you got for us? Back on Trash Talk Radio with the Almanac for the weekly campus check-in, our look at college sports, and of course we are talking college football, and uh, and I, I got to tell you, Guru and I have been waiting for this, we've been talking uh, off the air, we are happy to have you back, Almanac, welcome back to Trash Talk Radio. 
Thank you guys for having me back, man. I'm so excited to talk football about these games from this past weekend. I've been waiting all week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been waiting all week to hear you, Almanac. Everybody's been waiting all week to hear what you got to say about this past weekend. All right, so let's uh, let's get right to it here. Uh, I want to ask you about that, uh, that Michigan-Wisconsin game. Uh, you've been a, a big Michigan supporter. This boy. You know, not even a supporter. That's his boy. That's his man's right there, man. The head coach, Jim Harbaugh. Rolling with Harbaugh uh, from the jump. This is a team that you put uh, in your your preseason as your outside shot at the playoff. You said this was the year they had to show up. You said this was the game they had to show up. Uh, How's it going, man? Man, I, I'm still waiting to see if, if uh, Michigan got off the team bus at the stadium. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. I mean, like you said, man, I put my reputation on the line. I staked it last week. I predicted Michigan to win this game. I said they had more pure talent than Wisconsin. Uh, I've been a believer in Jim Harbaugh coaching since when he was started at San Diego. Then went, went turned Stanford, Stanford around, then turned the 49ers around. So I was expecting him to do the same thing at Michigan, you know, being patient with him. This is his fifth, this is fifth year, so it's, these are his guys. Uh, no more Brady Hope guys. All of these are hardball guys. And uh, you couldn't – I don't think the, the Easter Bunny could have laid more eggs <laughs> this past Saturday. Um, they didn't show up. This, they were dominated. They were losing 35 to nothing at halftime. Uh, and it's just a – Continues the trend with Harbaugh and Michigan. Um, they are one and nine versus top ten opponents. They are zero and seven as an underdog. Uh, Four and fifteen versus ranked opponents. Five, I'm just his last three team last three games against you know ranked opponents. They're getting out, outscored by an average of over twenty points a game. Uh, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I can't defend the guy, man. And, and it's indefensible. They his team. They honestly like they quit on them uh, Saturday against Wisconsin. And I don't use that word often because that's that's a you know as an athlete that's the that's the worst thing somebody can say that you quit or you don't have any heart. But it truly looked like that team quit on him. I mean, my God, Jonathan Ta- Jonathan Taylor had 150 yards and two touchdowns at the half. Yeah. <laughs> So, but Jonathan Taylor is a Heisman Holdfield. You do, and that yeah, is your man. boy too. And he is one of the best back coming. He might be the best highest ranked back um, coming in in the draft next year. Yeah, all, all that's true. But still, at the, at the end of the day, Michigan they're known for playing tough defense, and they're always since he's been there. That's one thing we can say about Michigan. They always had a top ten defense, and I mean, he just made them look silly, man. He breaking 75 i i even called guru at halftime i'm like guru are you watching this you know this kid got 150 yards he got 150 yards at, at half and um it, it was embarrassing man and so i'm selling all my jim harbaugh stock <laughs> anybody want to purchase it from me I, i'm selling it dirt cheap so i'm out i'm out on michigan he's out what they do for the he's out on michigan out like on, out of Michigan, like gurus out on Kirk Cousins, man. Yeah, if, if if Harbaugh was smart, he would go back to the NFL. I mean, as far as he's not in any real danger of losing his job because the no. the presidency and the people, the the alums and the the boosters there, they love him. You know, he's a true Michigan man. He played for him, so he's not. And you know, they gave him a lifetime contract, pretty much. So he's not any in any trouble of getting fired, but he is on he, it doesn't make sense that he's on the hot seat, but he, he's not gonna lose his job. So but but I'm out on him, man. Uh and I don't know how they turn it around this year. Like I said, that team quit on Harbaugh and he's been getting killed everywhere in the national media and I'm just piling on to it. Might as well might as well get on the pile. But it is it is a question though. This is a coach that came in with the pedigree, supposed to bring this program back to its its greatness. As you said, this is his team. He's been there five years. There's no more recruiting questions. These are the guys that that, that he brought here to play in his scheme and it's just it's just not working, man. Right. Brand he got a new offensive coordinator he's supposed to be going to this the spread offense, the RPO game, you know, up tempo, get the ball out to to the hands of the athletes really fast. And 
right now that plan is not working. I don't know what's going on, but their offense, it, it looks the same as last year. It's choppy. Uh, they can't move the ball. Um, the Michigan is known for running the football and playing defense. They cannot, they can't run the ball. They're uh, one of the lowest teams ranked in the nation right now in, in rushing yards. They're averaging only yeah, 2.3 yards per carry. Their top, um, uh, their, their, their top rusher this week was the quarterback. He had 21 yards. Exactly. Yeah. And they lead the nation in, in, in lost fumbles as well. So uh, they got a lot of work to do down there. All right, so not a nice to see though that you're coming to your senses uh, on this one. I, 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 you know, I was buying into it in the preseason when you were talking about it, and as soon as that first game, I was like, "You got to be kidding, right? Are we talking about the same yeah. guy?" And he kept sticking with the man the and whole he time. Kept sticking, man. and I admire that because you know what? If you're gonna ride with it for as long as you can, uh, now I, I admire it more than I admire yours in the in, in cousins, though, Guru. There he goes, man. There I'm telling goes. you, come on, how did you not see that? Okay. Uh, so let's talk about one more game uh, on this one was the, uh, the Notre Dame game. Uh, uh, tell me about this. Man, I tell you, even though Notre Dame, you know, you know, you, you guys know, I hate Notre Dame. I hate, I hate Notre Dame. So I was, I was looking forward to killing them this week. I thought they would go down there in, uh, Athens, Georgia and lay an egg and get blown out by at least two touchdowns. But, they they kept it close. They they covered the spread. It was twenty three seventeen. Uh actually the first half, you know, Notre Dame pretty much had their way with Georgia. Um, so I came away more impressed in the loss, you know, than than some of the wins that they've had this season. Um, they play really good defense. Um that that's what impressed me the most, you know. They they held Georgia's running game in in check for the majority of that game and uh Georgia has one of the best offensive lines in the country, so I thought they would. That's where they would win, dominate the the game at. But uh, I was impressed with Notre Dame and Brian Kelly. They're still not going to make the playoffs. Um, they still did lose the game, but I'm, I'm not going to kill them this week. They they did they. They, they at least showed up, so I give them credit. Yeah, a good loss if there is such a yeah. thing. A good loss for good, Notre Dame. We'll see later yeah. in the uh, we'll see later in the call here how they did in the uh, in the almanac poll before we uh, before we let you go. We'll make sure we get the uh, the almanac poll top ten. Uh, Notre Dame been a reluctant inclusion uh, for you, so interested to see what happens there. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about. I got one game to ask you about this week. Not a big week uh, in college football, but I do want to ask you. We are up here, of course, uh, overlooking beautiful Lake Washington, uh, and, and I want to ask you about USC coming into UW. Uh, a, a big game up here. Any any thoughts? Yeah, yeah. This is the biggest game uh, of the week in the Pac ten, Pac twelve. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> you got Utah. Not you, you there. Yeah, we're here. Uh, okay, so yeah, USC traveling to Washington to take on uh, the Huskies. Both teams coming off a win. You know, USC's coming off an impressive uh, victory against a top-ranked uh, Utah team. Uh, Washington coming in off a victory against BYU. Um, so uh, USC lost that. Wins a win. Quarterback. Come again? I said a win's a win. Yeah, wins a win. Exactly. USC, they were impressive last week. You know, that that backup quarterback, the freshman Keaton Slopes, he got hurt uh, early in that game. So the third string guy, uh, Matt Fink, came in. And, man, this kid looked impressive. He threw for over 300 yards. And, like I said, Utah has one of the better defenses in the country. And he pretty much shredded them up. So uh, Jacob Eason, the transfer from Georgia, the quarterback for UW, he's been balling out of his mind. Yeah, tearing been, it up up trying, here. Yeah, I would definitely have him in the Heisman conversation, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the, uh, the the battle of the quarterbacks mostly. And uh, this is definitely a big game in the um, in the Pac-12. So whoever wins this game will have the leg up in the conference. Um, it's so yeah. funny with Jacob Easy, man, because when I look at it, and you know, the guru is not all about the analytics. I am all about the analytics, and my analytics tell me, man. Eason looked like he got a better pop, man. He got he just he just looks better. He's gonna look like a better quarterback, even a better pro prospect, in my opinion, than uh, Brom right now, man. Like I don't even see how he lost that battle. Yeah, it, it is funny, right? The guy that he who replaced him, he's actually looking much better than he's having a much much better season than Jake Fromm down there at Georgia. 
uh, and and I kind of tend to agree with you, Guru. Um, if Mel Kiper put out his his uh, big board today. He had both guys from Aaron Easton going in the first round, and he actually had from uh, one pick ahead of Easton. But I'm with you, Easton. To me, he has far superior arm talent than Jake from, and I think he has a higher ceiling in the NFL than from as well. Um, he's getting good coaching up there from Chris Peterson. Um, you know, he's an offensive guy. And it looks like the the lights just went off, and this kid is having the best uh, year of his career. And uh, right now, he's leading that program um, to you know hopefully you know to turn the Pac-12 around. Maybe he could be uh, the first guy to lead the Pac-12 to the playoffs. Uh, but I'm with you, Guru. I think he has a higher ceiling in the NFL than Jay Fromm. Uh, yeah, this week uh, Eason went 24 of 28. For 290 yards with three touchdowns and and one INT, uh, that's that's pretty good, man. That's a I, I tell you what, I, I like watching him play up here. That's a fun. Uh, well, they're gonna be crazy over there, man. It's gonna be crazy over there this yeah, weekend. Yeah. And at least they didn't cook it, you know. Like you see that this weekend, holy cow! All right, yeah, so let's get into uh, it uh, here, uh, Almanac. I wanna I wanna move on and talk about your dogs of the week uh, uh, for this week because this is a, this is your chance to to talk about some of the guys. Uh, who get a little recognition from the games that maybe nobody watched or were a complete blowout. So let's let's run through some of these. Yeah, I'll go through them quick because uh, it was a lot, a lot of performances that I had to, to choose from this week. Uh, so for my first dog of the week, uh, it's going to be a homer pick, and that's Jamar Chase, wide receiver for LSU. Uh, he had 199 yards receiving and four touchdowns and uh, led us to the victory over Vanderbilt. Uh, my my uh, next guy is going to be always, Chase Young. Can always count on an LSU guy making the list. Oh, absolutely, man. Every week. Just like a Philly segment somewhere, somewhere. Always, of, of course. course. Hey, man, those numbers speak for themselves. Relax, <laughs> fellas. That's what I say, too. <laughs> All right. And this next guy, this is this might be my favorite guy in college football. I, I got a man crush on this guy. It's Chase Young. He's a defensive end from Ohio State. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in your done, top ten preseason, I remember. Yeah, he will be the first defensive player uh, drafted in the uh, next upcoming draft, and he may be number one. Uh, he had two sacks, two forced fumbles. Uh, he he has he's averaging one point seven five sacks per game. Um, he's been he's dominant. He's dominant. He has a sack every game so far, and I love this kid. Six five, two sixty five, and um, Ohio State. They're doing what they do. This is probably going to be the third year in a row that they're going to have the uh, number one uh, rated defensive lineman come out. Uh, so Chase Young, he's a stud. Uh, my next guy is uh, another defensive guy, Evan Weaver, uh, middle linebacker from Cal. This kid had 22 tackles versus Ole Miss this week on the road uh, in 100-degree weather. Gosh, uh, damn. Yeah, 20, 20, yes, 22 tackles, man, in that hot Mississippi heat. Uh, he led the team, and uh, Cal got a big victory. Um, you know, it's, it's not that often you see a pac team. Yeah, travel across the country to play SEC team, so – that was a big win for the program, and that kid led the way. Um, my next pick, uh, my next dog of the week is another middle linebacker. His name is Joe Bocci from Michigan State. Uh, he he was dominant in the victory over Northwestern. He had 14 tackles. He had a sack. He had an interception, and he had two pass breakups. Mm. He, he, he was impactful in every level and every uh, statistic in the game. Uh, and my final dog of the week. You're talking kid, guru's uh, language with all these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love de- love defense. Me and Guru share that same sentiment. Uh, but this is another uh, final dog of the week. It's Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, the much maligned quarterback from UCLA. He had by far his best game of the year. He had 507 yards passing, 57 yards rushing, and he accounted this, for seven uh, seven total insane. touchdowns. And fellas, this game was incredible. You're right, Lester. This, yeah, I this was this was that Wazoo game that I mentioned when they cooged it. This game was out of and, control. Air raid. And, and wow. Air raid. This, and this game actually cost me money. I had <laughs> I had uh, Washington State on a parlay. All my teams had hit, and uh, this game screwed me over. And they came back from it was a 32 point lead, third quarter lead. Um, 32 yeah, points. Cougars State, were up by 32 up. points, Guru, in, in the, the third, third quarter. This game ended sixty-seven to sixty-three. Was this game? It didn't. It didn't even. Uh, UCLA won. Yeah, UCLA yeah, came back to win it. This kid had three hundred and twenty yards passing in the second half alone, and uh, he was on fire from the third quarter through the rest of the game. And uh, he got them their first win 
Uh, so he's my final dog. That's the quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. He was a stud. This kid, yeah, had 507 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. You want to know? Shout out to the Western. Yeah, you want to know what the Wazoo quarterback. Wazoo quarterback Anthony Gordon got? He had 570 yards and nine, nine touchdowns. touchdowns. Get the fuck out! Nine, nine fucking touchdowns, man. and he lost the game. And he bro. lost. Dude, you see shit like that, man. You're like, this is this. That's the back. That's a Pac-12 basketball score, man. Right? So it's cool. insane. They set defenses back to the Stone Ages with that game, man. Just, uh, I don't know how y'all could watch that obscene, shit, man. Just it, obscene game. All right, uh, Almanac, before we let you go, of course, we got to get our Almanac uh, poll top 10 of the week. It's not the coach's poll. It's not the AP poll. It, Almanac talks. The only be, the only opinion that matters is the Almanac. Almanac, you polled the Almanac. Tell us who's our top 10 of the week. All right, we had a few changes this week. Uh, after further consideration, I've kicked Miami Dolphins out of the top ten. Oh. <laughs> uh, so All right, so my first, the first, five, uh, the first five stands as they were last week: uh, Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Georgia. Uh, no drop off there. Uh, number six, Oklahoma. They actually they stayed the same as well. Um, so number seven, I got Auburn. Uh, we got a new. Entrance in the top ten. That's going to be Wisconsin Badgers with their domination, absolute beatdown, and fucking obliteration of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. So we put we put Wisconsin in there. Uh, Florida Gators. They're still in there. They're they're going strong. Um, and finally, I, I moved Texas back into my top ten. Oh, Notre uh, Dame falls out. Yeah, oh. old Notre Dame dropped out. Uh, we're gonna we ain't dropping too far though. We still got them number twelve. So. Um, we didn't take them too far down. So who else dropped out of that one? Was it uh, was it Utah? Was the other one that dropped out of the top ten here? Yeah, Utah and Notre Dame dropped out. Yep. All right, there you have it. Uh, the Almanac poll of top ten uh, teams of the week. Uh, Almanac, as always, checking in uh, for us on the college sports for the campus check in uh, every week here on Trash Talk Radio. Almanac, thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week. My pleasure, fellas. Look forward to it. All right. All right, Guru. Uh, back again, just us here on uh, on Trash Talk Radio. Uh, the Almanac finally given up on Harbaugh, like you gave up on Cousins. Uh, I-, I love it. It's it's nice to see the two of you see in the light. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. All right, still a bunch to do here on on Trash Talk Radio. Of course, we've got the uh, the callouts and shoutouts uh, coming up. We've got our bets with Ben segment with uh, with Ben Carey, and uh, you know we've uh, we've also got gotta have a two minute drill. But before we get to that, Guru, you know what time it is. Uh, plug, 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 plug time. Trash Talk Radio and TrashTalkRadio.com brought to you by WorldOfSportsNetwork.com. World of Sports Network, connecting the world through the sports we love. Uh, head on over to TheWozen.com. That's the W-O-S-N.com to check out all the great World of Sports uh, content from Trash Talk Radio, the barber top, uh, barbershop talk sports to uh, the wash with uh, with me and Mark Koo, plus all kinds of great Trash Talk Radio and World of Sports Network merchandise. You can, of course, find Trash Talk Radio everywhere that we can find podcasts. They're on, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. Do us a favor. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us how we're doing. Hey, uh, one more plug again. Plug them last week. The song you're hearing uh, right now, our theme song is by the Jagaloons. Great uh, surf punk from upstate New York. Their new album, Ruin the Party, is available right now at the thejagaloons.bandcamp.com. CD, MP3, vinyl. Uh, get it on all three. Great uh, surf rock. Hey, if you're looking for the guru, he is available every day on Guru's Film Room. Guru's Film Room, it's just his thoughts. Just his thoughts. One more time for the people in the cheap seats, it's trashtalkradio.com. And Guru, tell them what that uh, hashtag is. The 10K for TTR. All right, Guru. So here's uh, where on the show we take our final look back at the week that was here in the NFL. One last look at week three with your call-outs and shout-outs of the week. This is your uh, your opportunity to find the guys who uh, really did well and uh, and give them a, uh, a little bit of a boost. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. As well as to find the guys that didn't live up to everything they were doing and, and call oh, them out. Get the heck out of it. For, for their shit. So let's start, as we always do, with the call-outs. Guru, call-out shout-outs of the week for week three. Start with your call-outs. And just want to let you all know, all my call-outs and shout-outs are all from the Iolytics. Not the analytics, but from the Iolytics. Just want to let you all know. Now I'm intrigued. All right, what do you got? (laughs) 
My first one, I think we all got to see this, man. We saw this. It was a prime time. It was in front of the kitchen. You know, I was in my kitchen watching the kitchen call some plays on fourth down when, he, you know, the whole world was right there. And you know what? He called one of them crazy-ass plays. He called a draw plays. There was a lot, a lot of coaching, situational coaching things that he screwed up Monday. He knew it, and he admitted to it on a uh, under uh, on his press conference. It, it was it was it was an ugly. Even the press conference was was as ugly as his play calling. So Freddie Kitchens, the guru, never liked the kitchens. I'm not a kitchen fan, bro. No, 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 sorry, Bob. So Freddie, you freaking kitchen. The guru is calling your ass out for oh the horrendous play calls you did in week last week versus the motherfucking Rams. Oh my god, the heck out of it. Yeah, that fourth and nine draw will live in infamy, man. Uh, you run a draw play on, on fourth and nine uh, and get nothing uh, out of it. Just ridiculous. I saw somebody on Twitter said it looked like they uh, they pressed circle when they meant to press square uh, on that one, and that's exactly what it, what it looked like on that play. All right, who else are we calling out this week? And this one right here, man, is going out to the Pacific Northwest, man. This is going for the, all the Seahawks fans. I know we don't want to hear it, but I'm going to freaking do it, man. Number 32, the running back, Chris Carson, the guru. You fumble-litis. He got yeah, the fumble-litis flu right now. He fumbles every game. This guy is wide open. He just gives, 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 man. He gives more gifts than Santa Claus, man. I'm telling you, the guru is Calling your fumbling ass out. Oh, my God, the heck out of here. Chris Carson, another costly fumble for the Seahawks in that loss to the Saints. Uh, now he's at four on the year. Uh, and, four, <laughs> and a couple of them to the house, man. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That is a, oh, my God, the heck out of here. I'm with you. All right, one more. Okay, man, we have to do this, man. And the New York football Giants. Man, I thought Josh Norman is the worst corner in the league. But my man, the Jackrabbit, Janiris Jenkins, man, Mike Evans put you in the washing machine and just took you in a spin cycle. Mike Evans with a, a eight reception for 190 yards and three TDs. Three TDs. On Dumbo, the used to be former All-Pro. The guy, the all, the all used to be the one of the best corner in the league. He looks so sad and done. Janoris Jack Rabbit Jenkins, the guru is calling your ass out, out, oh out, God, out, the heck out, out, it. out. Oh my God, the heck out of it! And I you know what? Scary Terry is coming to town, and you better watch out, Janoris Jenkins. Oh my God, the heck out of it! I got to tell you, I have uh, Mike Evans. I said this before in my fantasy league. He scored so many goddamn points this week uh, out of control. I led my league in points. I, I, I had Wentz and Jenkins, and Wentz had a better day than you'd think. No, he was going against number 20. Don't worry the whole time. I'll do. All right, so let's switch our attention to the guys that uh, need a little bit of attention, the guys who uh, who actually played pretty well this week, the guys who stood out, our, uh, our shout-outs. Yes, boy, yes, boy. What do you got? You know what? I'm going to do this because nobody ever give this team no credit. The only thing that people do is they're like, oh, they're just the this Detroit Lions. Oh, oh they're oh, just you. so. Or even their Lions is blue. Even their Lions is cute, the mascot. It's not rhyme Lions like we supposed to be scared. It's like a little blue, cute Lions. But you know what? They ain't cute, man. They're the motherfucking king of the NFC North. Yes, Hopefully, boy, yes, boy. that's what they're battling for. The Detroit Lions going into Lincoln Financial Field, if that's the, still the name for yes, it. Is boy, it yes, still boy. the link? It's as far as I know. <laughs> for going in there and beating up on the lifeless, uh, the no receiver having yes, boy, yes, the boy. sickly team of the Philadelphia Eagles. And coming out there, Matthew Stafford did the unthinkable. Went against on the road against a team that's actually good and won a game. My God, the guru noticed that. And I got to give the Detroit Lions a shout out. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yeah, the Lions came in and uh, the Eagles spotted them twenty points in the uh, in the first half and just could not come back from it. Uh, just just too much, too much on that one. Not a good showing uh, for the Eagles. Seven drops uh, in that one. A lot of a lot of dropped balls in that game. All right, who else are we shouting out this week? 
Dude, we can't do this without going to one of the undefeated, man. From the undefeated squad, man. From the Buffalo oh, Bills. Yeah. Yes, I'm boy, yes, talking boy. about Tredavious White, the cornerback, coming out there with two INT against Andy freaking pick six INT giving Dalton. Yes, boy, yes, Andy boy. Andy Dalton giving out gifts out there. Tredavious White with the game-winning solidifying the win for the bond defeat the Buffalo Bills. Yes, the boy, yes, boy. Guru is giving the young corner a shout out for an impressive, impressive game. Yes, boy, yes, boy. I love that the Bills are winning. Uh, I love I love that the the only team actually in New York uh, is is the one winning this year. Love it. All right, one more shout out. And the last shout out, man, is going. He got you know what he gotta be. He got to be the, I'm talking about the Bruce Wayne. I'm talking about Mr. Gotham City, the king. I'm talking about put the bat symbol up. I'm talking about from Bruce Wayne to Batman. I'm talking about Daniel motherfucking Jones. Yes, boy, yes, boy. Just came out as a first game starter as a rookie. He's on the road against Todd Bowles' defensive play calling. Down by 18 points in the second half. And he had the kahunas, the bravado, <laughs> the moxie, the straight-up bat symbol came <laughs> up, man. And he led the hapless New York football giants against another hapless Tampa Bay Buccaneers. From watching the toilet bowl, the guru have to give this kid a shout out. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Shout out to Daniel Jones for uh, for making the Giants look like a team that's going to be fun to watch this year, yes, if boy, nothing yes, else. Uh, Daniel Jones, great day uh, for the New York Football Giants uh, over there. All right, so that is our call-outs and shout-outs of the week. Uh, our, we will be back again next week with more, uh, more of the call-outs and shout-outs for the guys that need to be recognized, the guys that need to be kicked in the ass. All right, Guru, we are way uh, out of time here on Trash Talk Radio, but uh, you want to do a little two-minute drill? Let's do this. Here's how we play the two-minute drill here on Trash Talk Radio. It's our opportunity to talk about all the things that we didn't get to in the show. I put two minutes on the clock. I start lobbing questions at the Guru Guru. Are you ready? Let's go. Here we go. Guru, first question. We didn't get to my Eagles, man. Should I be worried? Because I'm a little worried. Yeah, you should be. Come on, really? Yeah, you should be. You're not making me feel better here, man. Don't worry. You 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 don't need to feel better. Y'all win on Thursday, though. Y'all win tomorrow. I hope so. Yeah, you beat the Uh, Packers. We better beat the Packers. All right. uh, The big news of the week is uh, some player news. Uh, Antonio Brown released again uh, off the Patriots, played one game, and gone. Got some legal problems. Uh, Is this the last we see him in the NFL? Um... My heart is telling me no. Really? He'll but be my back. head is telling me yeah. <laughs> my heart me. is telling me no, but my head is telling me yeah. You think he'll be back at some he'll point? Back, yeah. I don't think so. I think he may have uh, burned his last bridge here. Uh, Jalen Ramsey called in sick this week, speaking of burning bridges. And uh, and uh, what is going on here? And is he earning his own value? Man, Jalen Ramsey is doing nothing. He recruiting up PTO <laughs> in how many years not to call up to get. He, he needs his time off, man. Shoot, man. Mental health, man. Mental health week, man. Shoot, he got the flu. Mental health. He's, he's a, gone out of there, man. He's got a quarterback now. He should finally be able to. He reconciled different. Hey, speaking of uh, getting a little health, the guy who's three weeks rested getting back to get playing again. Melvin Gordon reportedly coming back to the uh, the Chargers. What did he prove? What did he get out of this? And is this still he, you know devalued he, position? He, he's like, oh, man, it's way better getting that game check than sitting here watching this shit. He wants that game check. I heard so he, that's why he went back. I heard, was, I heard somebody say he missed out on like $970,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a woman, a man, a, a, a someone, a, a family member, hey, hey, they would be like, hold up, Slim. You sitting here with right. me. You, you, uh, nah, nah, nah. Get your ass over there. You missing that game check. Right. I, uh, I, I hate to say I told you so, Melvin, but we told you so. Uh, okay. Uh, Atlanta, what the fuck? Exactly. Well, what's you know, going on there? Dan Quinn. Uh, Matt Ryan, it's just Atlanta's who Atlanta is. Is it man. Dirk Cutter's fault? Tell me Dirk, Dirk Cutter's fault. You can always blame, blame the whole damn Atlanta, man. I uh, think it's Matt Ryan for real, for real. There's a, there's the horn. A couple more things real quick here. I want to ask you, Packers 3-0, should I believe? I believe in the past. 49ers 3-0. I believe they will fly. 
But I don't think the Niners will touch the sky. Rams also 3-0. Rams are believable. Uh, the Bills, believable? Not believable. Not believable, Not but believable. Uh, uh, playoffs maybe? No. Nah. Ah, you're killing me. All right, NBA uh, season starts. Final uh, question. Two more here. Uh, NBA season starts uh, this week. Camp starts uh, next week. Uh, Finally, uh, Kyrie uh, Irving has already broken his face in anticipation. Uh, Chris Paul, the rumors are Chris Paul may go to Miami. Do you want to see this? Will this happen? Man, Chris Paul, man, he's just going everywhere, man. East Coast, West Coast, the Midwest. Like, he's, my gosh, he got a home everywhere in the damn U.S., man. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? That's what the old people don't do. I don't they go to Miami to retire to Florida. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. He's so, like, yeah. Now you're talking sense. That's exactly what I'm saying. You should go that way. All right, Guru, one final question. Did you see the footage of the guy who was catching babies uh, in a burning building in Philadelphia and had the uh, uh, turned to the camera and mugged uh, and dunked on Nelson Aguilar saying, yeah, my man was throwing babies out the window and we were catching him. Not like Nelson Aguilar. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> Did you see this guy, the Eagles fan? Oh no, I didn't hear. That. I didn't see that man. Cause, but I don't usually pay attention to Eagles fans. So, oh, you know, son of a! I know, so. I'm not it. <laughs> All right, that's our got media bastard. That's our show this week uh, on Trash Talk Radio. Our thanks to the Almanac for joining us. Our thanks to Ben Carey of Capwise.com. As always, if you're looking for the guru, he's there every day on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. Guru's Film Room, it's just his thoughts. Until uh, next time, my name is Lestro. And it's the G to the U to the R to the U. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Even if Guru's not. And he had the kahunas, the bravado, the moxie.